that is the sound of the Roman chant, pre-match chant before their matches. Welcome back to the Stephen Talk Soccer Podcast. This is episode two of my new series. Everything seems like a new series with this podcast, but this is actually a new series. If you guys are enjoying the content, please make sure to leave a rating and a review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast. It will be greatly appreciated. Welcome back to Stephen's Rescue Missions, where I do the good deed of rescuing teams that are struggling in Europe's top five leagues. Um, the next team, as you guys just heard, is the Romans, the Romans of Italy, AS Roma, who are currently being managed by Jose Mourinho. Excellent top don of a manager, at least the pedigree that he has, having won the Champions League with, with uh, Inter, with Porto, winning the Premier League with Chelsea, and all his glory days at Chelsea. Of course, some of the more quiet days at Tottenham more recently. And that Manchester United, etc., where it didn't really work out for him, it wasn't really the right fit for the club. But uh, this episode is going to be based around getting Roma back to the top of the Italian pinnacle, to the Italian pyramid, and being able to dominate Italian football again. Roma haven't won the league in forever. It's been 2001 is the last time that they won the league, and they're definitely going to want to fix that. Roma, who overall have a bit, bit have been a bit underwhelming in terms of their overall performances over the last couple of seasons. They've had some really good managers, such as Luciano Spalletti, who's been basically in and out of the club time and time and time and time again. Um, Roma, who play their games at the Stadio Olimpico, share their stadium with their rivals, Lazio the Eagles, uh, were founded in 1927. And um, the last time they won the league was with Fabio Capello, as I mentioned, and they have finished as high as second place eight times and have done so most recently under now Napoli manager Luciano Spalletti, a.k.a. the second-place specialist. Um, trophies that they've won uh, as a club, are they've been the Serie A champions three times. They've won the Italian Cup, which is basically the uh, the Coppa Italia nine times. They've won the Italian Cup, uh, the Cup Winners' Cup, basically, which is the Super Coppa Italiana, and they've won the Serie B one time as well in 1951 when they got first promoted into Serie A and have not fell through since. Now, um, where will we begin? I will be taking you guys on a journey to explain exactly how Roma can really re- rejuvenate and, and exactly where they're coming from. Roma haven't won a trophy since 2007-2008, which was, which was with Francesco Totti, their king, their leader, their captain, their legend. Here is an excerpt from the game between Manchester City and Roma way back in the day. And uh, Carlo Zampa, the biggest Roma fan alive, celebrating Francesco Totti's goal. So that will show you just how much... uh, Roma fans love their their captain or their previous captain, obviously Francesco Totti. Um, part of Roma's glory days, obviously part of the team at one, and has been part of the best moments that Roma have had in arguably their history. Uh, Roma, who will definitely will want to get back to to that level, and I think there's a lot that they can do in order to get back to that level. It won't be easy. Uh, not going to be something that they can just overtake the likes of their opposition in terms of how well Inter have been doing recently and how. Um, Milan have returned back to the top, etc. You look at Juventus, who you know for a fact will be in with the hunt and will be hungry to con- to return to winning ways after having conceded the title to a very, very well-constructed Conte Inter side last season. And you can tell in this area already that Inter probably going to win the league again. Uh, Roma, who currently sit in sixth place in the table, have been very, very inconsistent this season, which tends to be a trend with teams that are 
flirting or were once very successful in their domestic league and were flirting with winning but never really reaching it. And obviously, as I said, Roma have finished as high as second eight times, which I think is a fantastic uh, statistic, but it's not enough. If you're a Roma fan, you obviously want to win the league. What's What, what great is it to finish second place? That just means that you were the, the, the first loser or the closest loser, in other words. But uh, in, in terms of Roma's playing style and their strengths and their weaknesses, and I should mention already that they have a lot of great acquisitions that have just come in recently, the likes of Sergio Oliveira, who's a fantastic player from Porto. He's a very good player, scored in his first two games for Roma. You can see he's already adding a bit more of a dynamic approach to the team ever since Jordan Vera too has been injured. And, of course, the uh, the lack of fitness to their their other their new uh, Totti, in a way, Lorenzo Pellegrini, who's easily one of their most important players for sure. Um, their top goal scorer, Tammy Abraham, who registers the most shots for Roma and is their top goal scorer with 10 goals. He's been heavily involved, uh, of course, coming from Chelsea. He's really, he is a chip on the shoulder and has a lot to prove. And Mourinho, former Chelsea boss himself, really wanted Abraham and has been able to get the best out of him so far. And long may that continue from, for Abraham's sake. He's been fantastic and a very good signing. Uh, I think Roma, like many teams, struggle with the, the, um, trying to balance whether or not they want to be a club that's really ambitious and wants to be like the Juventus that can go out and get the best players from the Serie A to come to their team or do they want to be a team that's kind of going to search and and uh, recruit from teams that are not in the Serie A directly and just look for players across the other other leagues in Europe or just across the world and because of that Roma have always had players that have only been there for a very very short period of time and have been very very in and out um and even some players that just simply wouldn't hadn't haven't made it. Look at the likes of Javier Pastore, for example. To show you that even Borja Mayoral, even Carlos Perez, in recent in recent season, these are guys that are quality players. But when they reach Roma, they haven't really been able to establish themselves in the squad. And Roma often have a lot of players, and a lot of players that are not really fitting in this uh, into the system. And that often means that a lot of them get axed or just simply they ride the bench and do nothing. Um, look at even El Sharawi, who I love to death, one of my favorite players of all time. Um, he even even he he at Roma has had his own issues having been there before, and just Roma loved having inj- players injured. They have they love having guys on the bench just kicking it and having their having fun, just there for vibes, you know, just there to, to kind of you know laugh with the homies on the bench and 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 cry when they're losing. <laughs> but uh, Roma, who have a lot of strengths and very very few weaknesses, so you think it's weird that they sit in sixth sixth place and not really be in with more of a challenge and in with more of a fight. Of course, I think they've been kind of replaced by Atalanta in terms of their position in the league table. I think Atalanta should be the, the way, or the way Atalanta are run should be the way they should model or look to kind of replicate what they do because Atalanta have a very, very, very effective system. Of course, I'm not saying that uh, Roma should become an attacking full throttle team that just goes pedal to the metal and just says, okay, we're going to go out and put everybody in attack and just try to score as many goals as possible. Especially not with Mourinho, you know Mourinho definitely won't do that. But I do think that Roma need to find that uh, consistent form because Roma are one of the are one of the craziest teams to watch in Europe. If you guys haven't watched a Roma game, you're missing out. Roma are are something special. From a neutral fan, in terms of strictly football entertainment, it's it's pure comedy, man. <laughs> comedy hour at its finest. It's uh, it's absolutely ridiculous watching Roma play. And that, that's not to say that they don't play well. They do. They have put up some very good performances. 
but nothing, um, like I said, very consistent because one game they'll win. They just won the most recent game against Empoli 4-2. Uh, and Mourinho literally told the the media after the game that the reason why he let Empoli score twice in the second half is so that the fans at Empoli wouldn't go home early and that they'd have something to cheer about in the second half. I mean, that tells you everything you need, though. You, know, you have Mourinho as the manager. You know that vibes and banter is going to be there. And that's exactly what we see. That, that, that to me, is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But... Uh, Roma for sure will hopefully be able to continue that form, but it's not likely because Roma's one of Roma's biggest weaknesses is um, protecting the lead, and they often concede immediately after they score. If you guys have not watched Roma again, if you have, then you definitely know what I'm talking about. They concede immediately after they score. It's it's almost it's it's comical at this point. It's like oh, you expect. I mean, the big game against Juventus that happened recently at the Stadio Olimpico. Of course, they finished uh, 4-3 for Juventus after Roma were up 3-1. Yeah, it sounds like the Golden State Warriors, doesn't it? Yeah, if you know, you know. But uh, Roma, really, they're, they've been they've been really shocking at holding leads. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty hilarious. It's like trying to put water through, uh, <laughs> through, through a strainer. You expect, the, you expect the strainer to hold the water? Definitely not. The strainer obviously has holds. It's going to leak, you know? So... That might have been a terrible analogy, but you guys get the point that Roma aren't terrible at keeping leads. But what they are really good at is they love playing through balls. And as it is a Mourinho team, they love playing on the counterattack. And with that, they are very, very good at transitioning from defense to offense. That's a skill that not many teams in Europe have anymore. Not many teams play this counterattacking style the way that Roma do. Uh, Roma are very reliant and dependent on their midfielders for sure. Their midfield is very, very important to them. Like any team should be, but especially Roma's. Uh, they don't really prioritize the wingbacks or the fullbacks, if you want to call them that. Uh, Rick Karsdorp and Enzi Maitland-Niles and Matthias Vigna are not really the greatest of players, it must be said. Um, I think Roma could definitely improve in those areas of the field. Uh, and I will be bringing up and mentioning some fullbacks, I think, that could really, really improve their side overall. Uh, and just players in general. I think Roma need to find a way to kind of attract the best of the best. They're often attracting the B-level players, just underneath the top, top-level players that the Juventuses might get, the Milans now they might get, the... Um, the Inters might get Inter, who've just signed Robin Gersens from Atalanta, which is obviously a fantastic signing from Atalanta. Gersens is a top, 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 top player. Uh, I really do think that I think uh, Atalanta creates some really good quality and really good products. And they just signed Jeremy Boga themselves, who's also a very good player from Sassuolo. So clearly there's a lot of in and outs going on at Atalanta as they try to push and try to make a bid to win the league in the in the coming years, or at least do something in Europe. Because if Roma don't want, don't, don't, fancy winning the league at the moment which is fair enough because the competition is quite strong and that, that shouldn't mean that they should just you know cower away but winning the Europa League for example or winning even the Conference League as banter as that sounds and you're gonna say what's the Conference League I mean yeah I kind of agree it's a bit of a joke thing but it is possible that they could that they could compete like genuinely compete in this competition and win and bring back some silverware silverware often brings a lot of uh, a lot of um, positive um Effects to the team. It changes the mindset, changes the mentality of the players. A lot of players end up growing and learning a lot from the meaning and and the and the feeling of winning something, a feeling of success. It's something we see a lot in not only just in football but in, in every sport. It's a very common theme. But when once you've won something, the way you look at the game and the way you play the game changes, and your hunger and desire it may waver. It might go up. It might go down. But for a lot of hungry young players like Roma have. You would think they'd do the opposite. Look at Felix Afenagian and look at uh, Nic- Nicola Zaniolo. Very, both, both very, very good young players. One plays on the left, one plays on the right. They're going to be looking to win something. And by winning something, they'll be able to get that, I think, more of an elite mentality. And, of course, you think that Mourinho would instill that. But I will touch on, this, touch on this now. I don't think Mourinho has had the same level of 
impact that he used to have at the Real Madrids of his career, at the Chelsea's, at the Inter's, at the Portos, it's not the same. And because of that, I think often teams reflect and they embody the the style and the expression of their manager. Mourinho looks angry now, but he's always looked angry, of course. But he looks more like he looks a bit disinterested and a bit lost in a way, almost as if he's to say like he knows he's reaching the end of his own career, which is a weird realization for him, of course, because he's been managing for so long, 20 years or so, I believe. Well, yeah, nearly 20 years. Um, But it's been... A wild ride for him, for sure, and I'm certain that he's he's thinking that Roma would be a step up from Tottenham, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. You guys can let me know if you think that. Um, of course, you know I'm across all social media platforms. I made another episode on Everton explaining a similar thing with the Rafa Benitez about how he also knows that he uh, potentially has reached his his limit, his end, and that maybe he should look to pursue something another part of football aside from management. But back to Roma again. Uh, Roma definitely they shoot from literally everywhere on the field. They love a shot from outside. They absolutely love a crack from outside their box. They 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 can't help themselves. They have to shoot. They have a bunch of shooters: Pellegrini, Veratu, Mkhitaryan. Uh, the list goes on, man. Even Brian Cristante when he plays, they they love they they love shooting up from outside the box. Um, and even a, a Brima Darbo, who also loves shooting as well. Which just shows you that even the the mindset of the fringe players that come into the side, Zalaveski, and this have a bunch of guys, Calafiori, all these guys, man, they love to shoot. That's just the, that's the, the model, that's the the uh, the trend across the team for sure. But um, another thing they're very good at is attacking set pieces, and they have a lot of players that are very good at creating something out of nothing. Now these are all skills that Roma could really use to harness and to, to hone in on to become a very deadly side. I don't think that they typically genuinely know what their strongest strength is, despite the fact that obviously the stats and the and the eye test will tell you that as fans what we what we what we see in Roma, but they don't really see it in themselves. And I think that's why they're often so caught in two minds between are we going to be a big team or are we going to be a team that's looking to be Fiorentina esque, Sassuolo esque underdogs that look to come back and look to kind of bite teams when they don't expect us to bite. Um, that's something that they're going to they're, they're gonna need to figure out or else they're going to keep kind of laying around in mediocrity, finishing in the top six and not really in a convincing position. Uh, normally what we see is uh, when you have two teams from the same city is that one team is much more powerful and dominant than the other. You look at Everton and Liverpool, and Liverpool are obviously a very ambitious club, especially recently. Uh, Everton have obviously been ambitious as well. Like I said, I had an episode on that. You guys can go on this and explain Everton's history. But um, Liverpool, especially recently, have really exploded and shown us what they're made of with Jurgen Klopp. And we can see that with uh, Everton, who's still looking for a manager, it should be Frank Lampard at this point. Um, it probably will be by the time you guys hear this. But uh, you can see a difference in quality between the two sides of one city. It's the same thing with Rome and, and in, in between Roma and Lazio. It's kind of hard to to argue that maybe Lazio are the better side at the moment, and that might be something Roma will be very very disappointed with because you know Roma are the real big team of Rome. They are the 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 Manchester United of Manchester, if if, if you if you will. But uh, we're seeing a similarity there with the light blue teams becoming big all of a sudden, overcoming and overpowering the red teams. So that might be a trend we're seeing in football. That's just a random statistic. But uh, their weaknesses that, like I said, they're, they count leads. Their mentality is very weak, which is very unlike a Marino side because Marino is always very good at instilling a very, you know, tenacious and and uh, pers- and never this ability to never give up and to be very very um, perseverant and able to overcome and to and to uh to challenge and to to kind of surmount uh adversity 
Uh, we see that a lot. Of, I see this a lot with Roma players where their heads kind of drop as soon as they concede a goal, even when they're up. And this leads often to a lot of individual mistakes and errors and needless unforced opportunities that are gifted to the opposition, which is generally how they concede most of their goals. I mean, they have a great goalkeeper, and I think they have some very key players in this team that they could use to build a spine. And they're going to need to build some consistency here, too. They can't keep sacking managers. Then They're not a Watford who keeps sacking managers like, you know, like a, um, any human drinks water or like how a, a duck crawls across the street. <laughs> but um, they they do have a history, especially recently, a trend of not keeping managers longer than two or three seasons. And I think in modern-day football, as much as, as fans become so reactionary and become a very big catalyst behind why managers get sacked, sacked. I think the boards of these certain clubs, even Chelsea included, of course, my club, the, where they sack managers so, uh, so so quickly should be should be removed. Um, I think you can be successful that way. We've seen it with man, with clubs exactly like Chelsea, for example, who who've been successful by sacking managers and hiring new managers only a season or two later. But I think for sustainability, sustainability and consistency purposes. It is best to keep one manager and one philosophy across the club. That way it's easier to to really gain one big true identity that, that can be matched by the club. And I think if that's the case, then it's easier for the players to get on side and for the fans to get on side as opposed to constant change, constant change in tactics and style and, and everything and personnel. It, it really does throw off the rhythm that a team can build. You look at Juventus, who kept the same manager for years. Look at Inter, who are probably going to deal it with Inzaghi. They're probably going to keep him for a while. Pioli at Milan, we're seeing that. Gasparini at Atalanta. These are all examples of, of teams that like to stick it through, even through the bad times. I think often when we see bad times happen to teams, or bad things happen, bad results, whatever it may be, just bad form. The there's a very quick and and rash and impulsive decision that's made that isn't always the best, especially when you have a manager uh, such as the caliber of Mourinho. Now I'm not gonna lie to you, I, I did think Mourinho would have would have gotten the sack by now, uh, given the poor results that he's he's endured with Roma, uh, which is strange to say because I think he's definitely a manager capable of taking Roma out of the mud. I think he has that ability, but he's kind of lowered his standards in terms of what the quality of club that he's managed. Uh, that's probably because he realizes that he wants to go back to being a bit more of an underdog. He might he thinks he thrives and he, he's more successful with underdog type teams. I would beg to differ, but um, I mean you could argue that maybe uh, Chelsea were an underdog. Madrid definitely weren't. United definitely weren't. But he sees Roma that way and he thinks he thinks he can rescue Roma basically. And uh, right now we're not really seeing that much rescuing. He thought Roma would be a lot more. Uh, um, in the thick of the in the thick of the fight in the in the midst of it all right now and they're really not they're really just kind of just existing in sixth place at this point but uh when we come back i will explain the key players that roma must hold on to and even the ones that they must replace because some of them are getting old and i will also give my uh my insight as to who they should sign i think to make them become a european elite team a team i could really challenge for the next uh in the potentially the next two or three years so stay tuned for when i come back in terms of who Roma should sign in the future windows, definitely not in the January transfer window. Obviously, this one's closing in literally the next couple of days, so I can't expect many signings to be made. Uh, they've already made some, like I mentioned. Inzi Maintenance is the example, and uh, a Porto boy, Sergio, or Sergio Oliveira as well. But uh, I think they should be looking to bring in a solid center back 
like a really solid centre-back. When I look at Chris Smalling and Gianluca Mancini, I'm not really inspired with the most confidence, I have to be very honest. And if you look at a traditional Mourinho defender, neither of them are like that. Chris Smalling is a Manchester United throwaway, and Mancini is a bit too rash to be a leader like of this team. Uh, definitely the player you can see whose mentality will drop, for example, and that will lead to Roma conceding many needless and stupid goals. Uh, if I'm Mourinho, I'd be looking at a player like... Uh, a Romagnoli at Milan, who's a true, true let like a true leader. You can see that he has that quality in him. He's a, a leader of men, as they say. I think he would really fit Roma's system. I think he would really fit Roma's style. Not really getting many minutes at Milan. He's being benched by Gabbia and Pierre Calulu, for for example, which is not a combination of players you'd expect. I mean, obviously they have Simon Kerr, who's injured, and Fikao Tomori, who's injured at the moment as well. And those guys are the true dons of, uh, of Roma defenders and of centre backs. And I think Romagnoli would be a great signing for a team like Milan, uh, for a team like Milan, for a team like Roma. I don't know if um, Milan would be willing to sell to a rival like that. I don't know if Romagnoli would be up for the move, but I know that Mourinho should be eyeing a player like this, especially that is given that his contract expires in the next six months and it doesn't seem like he's going to renew it, which would obviously tell you that he's ready to leave and that this would be a good, uh, a very good move for a team to like Roma to pounce on and to, to make the most of his availability because he might sign a contract we never know but as of right now he definitely hasn't and if the things don't change then you know he'd be the perfect player for them uh, i think look at luis felipe who's also his contract is also running up in six months as well and doesn't look like he's going to sign a new contract although he's much younger and it might be possible that you know uh, lazio trying to get it at the last minute but normally they get their signings or their renewals very very quickly and much earlier than uh, many other clubs in italy do and with that amount, I think that he probably might be on his way out as well. They might have a replacement lined up for him or a youngster coming in. And they also have many defenders, Lazio. They play that back three system and they love the defenders. So they're very well stocked in that position. And I think it'd be weird to see him go from Lazio to Roma. But stranger things have happened. Pedro has done it. Why can't Luis Felipe do it as well? So if I'm Roma, what I'm thinking that they should target is really an electric winger. A winger like Richarlison from Everton, for example, that's much more uh, ambitious. I don't think uh, Roma will go after Everton, uh, Everton winger Richarlison. I don't think Richarlison will leave Everton for a team like Roma, and I don't think Roma will spend that much money on him. But I'm giving an example of the profile of player that Roma should be targeting. And that's why I'm mentioning someone of like, uh, I don't know, maybe it's Toko Ikambi from um, from Lyon. Uh, maybe it's uh, Ryan Cherki from Lyon. These guys are very good wingers. Maybe Samuel Chukweze. From Villarreal, this guy's a very good player too. Uh, then you look at someone like Musa Diaby from Leverkusen, who I think would really suit Roma's team. Uh, I just think of players who are very, very um, talented players. Like they, they don't have that very one-dimensional. They're not very one-dimensional. They have many, many facets to their game. I think a lot of Roma's players do have that, but I feel like a player like Diaby would just add a little bit more, like a final step. A Chiesa effect. That's basically what I mean. You see how Federico Chiesa at Juventus it brings us so much energy, so much passion, so much speed, running, consistent, non-stop energy. It's always there. He's always moving. He's always causing issues, causing causing chaos, causing havoc, wreaking havoc, whatever word you want to use. And I feel like a player like Diaby could give them that. I feel like you need that now in modern-day football from your winger. They shouldn't just be creators they need to be live wires that are able to run back and forth consistently, always looking to create an opportunity, even when they've been quiet for 80 minutes or so. You know they're going to come up big in the last second and do something. And I think Roma, that's the kind of winger Roma need. Zaniolo's not that type, and uh, Fenegian and Carlos Perez are definitely not that type. So when you look at the player like Diaby, for example, he would really give them that. I think even someone, like I said, like any of the, the Leon wingers or... Uh, 
what's his name? Chukwesi from uh, Villarreal. Maybe even Jeremy Pino. Uh, Jeremy Pino, I believe his name is. Another Villarreal winger. Very, very good player. Um, you may even want to look at uh, Sevilla for winger because they just signed Martial. So they're going to be looking to ship out someone from that front line because they have so many wingers on their team as well. So I don't know where they're going to find space for that. But that's a, another potential option for them. But Roma's next fixtures in the league are Genoa at home, Inter away, Sassuolo away, Verona at home, and Spezia at home. Now, when you look at those games, you think to yourself, Roma will probably have a tricky time here. Uh, Genoa at home should be a win, in theory. Um, that's the same thing I said about Norwich versus uh, Everton uh, by a previous rescue mission, and that didn't turn out well. Norwich ended up sacking their manager. Everton's ended up sacking their manager after losing against Norwich in that game. Uh, the irony. Um, but I think, yeah, I think Genoa will be... Uh, should be a comfortable victory for for uh, for Roma, but the Inter game will obviously be a tricky one. I mean, of course, Roma are very unpredictable, but I think Inter will win that. Sassuolo will be a tricky game. They might draw that because Sassuolo are also just like Roma, very erratic side, so they won't be the most uh, easy side to to know what kind of Sassuolo will show up on the day. Verona, same thing, and Spezia should be a win at home for sure. But overall, Roma are not entirely screwed, should I say? I think they have a much higher ceiling than Everton do in given my previous um, statements in, in that episode. I do think that with uh, Mourinho, if they stick with him and they'll allow him to kind of build his full structure and full uh, empire as he looks looking to build, I think Roma can go very, very far. Uh, I don't know. I don't necessarily know in, in Italy that they will because, like I said, there's so much competition in Italy, and I feel like it will be difficult for them to over overtake and to overthrow the, the, the power of that B, Inter, Juventus, Milan, who look like they're really starting to shape up and become a big team. So I think it's difficult to see what, uh, where they fit into that puzzle. But even Napoli, who have also been really good with Luciano Spalletti as well. So it's not going to be easy for Roma to fit, to fit that mold. They currently sit five points off fourth place. And you could argue that they are the sixth best team in Italy and the teams above them all deserve to be where they are. And that's fair enough. But I do think long-term Roma shouldn't be looking really be looking to over overtake a lot of these teams. Like, let's be honest, they are definitely another big traditional Italian side that just haven't really reached the success that they would have liked to, similar to kind of Arsenal in a way, and how Arsenal are obviously a very, 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 very classic and very lovable team, and they haven't been able to get back to the winning ways that they were in in the early 2000s as well, underneath, underneath Arsene Wenger. So a lot of similarities there as well. Might do an episode on Arsenal next. Stay tuned for that. But I got many more ideas coming. I hope you guys thoroughly enjoyed this i really enjoyed making it um plenty more to come with these rescue missions i'll be having new guests coming on with me to do these as well where they get more of their takes on how how they think these failing and underwhelming sides in europe can recover and return we might do one on Bayer leverkusen as well i think they're a team i'd love to talk about and to kind of get more depth into uh, i'll even do i'll even be adding more statistics and more facts behind what what these teams actually do and uh like as always thank you guys for listening i'll be back again very shortly and welcome to the SES squad. Hey everyone, are you enjoying the content? Please be sure to leave a rating and a review and to check out my other episodes. If you're looking for more Steven Talks Soccer content, you can find me at SES Pod on Instagram, at Steve Talks Footy on Twitter, and at Steven Talks Soccer on TikTok. Become a consistent starter in the SES squad.